Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the snooze button. I am Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. And today I'm talking to the dads. So ladies, go grab your man and have him listen to this episode. And you know, you can listen to it too. Now to be clear, it's just easier for me to pick, you know, one pronoun or one you know I'm going to have to qualify what I say. I am really here talking about the non-birthing parent or the parent who is perhaps not the default parent. So if you're in a same-sex relationship, whatever the situation is, that's who we're speaking to here. Not the person who either carried the baby or is like the primary caregiver, yada, yada, you get it. So I will reference some things about like moms in labor. I realize not every mom becomes a mom by having a baby physically, and I realize not every family has a mom in it. Some have two dads. And you know what? You go on with your bad self, whatever the situation is. So why I wanted to talk about this, and I got the idea. So I was actually asked to put together some bullets and some notes for a big publication that is doing a story on how dads can better support their wives, girlfriends, whatever. I'm just, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to say it's mom and dad, husband and wife, because if I don't, if I qualify every single time I say it, I'm going to drive myself crazy and I'm going to drive all you crazy. You know, I love all of you. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? The article, I believe will be talking about, yes, what can, what can guys do to support their wives when they are pregnant and when they are having babies and have new babies? I don't know if the article will be published. I don't know if they will choose to use my bullet points, but if they don't, I'm going to put it here because I worked hard to put them together. And I think, um, I, I personally objectively think they're great. So let's get into it. The first thing is before the baby, let's talk about dads before the baby even arrives. And I think for the sake of argument here, I'm talking about when it's your first baby. So you are someone with a partner and it is your first, first baby. So the one thing I would suggest dads, Read the books that she's reading if she's taking a course, <coughs> cough, cough, Brittany Sheehan, uh, Common Sense Sleep Courses. Read the courses, watch the courses, be involved in what she's learning. Not only is this going to be relieving to your wife to know that you are invested and interested and you're supportive of what she's trying to learn about and trying to do, it is legitimately going to give you a lot more confidence and perspective in your own parenting skills when the baby arrives, right? Like if you've been reading something about when you use a swaddle and when you use a sleep sack or something, you're going to feel so much more confident when the baby comes out. You're like, oh, I bet they're going to put him in a swaddle now because that's what you do you know, when babies are born and they're newborns, et cetera, right? So it's going to make your wife happy, but it's also genuinely, obviously, if you're paying attention, going to teach you a lot. And I do think that a lot of guys don't do that. It's the, the, the mom does it and the baby rolls out and they're like, Ugh. so... Other thing I would suggest a little, and this is fully outside of sleep or anything else, but I find often, because, you know, in my job, I'm working with families one-on-one all the time. And, you know, for this brief period for two weeks or so, and, you know, a little longer as we're preparing to start, it's like I'm like a little tiny member of your family and have like a very intimate look at what's going on day to day. Like, where is everyone sleeping? When is everyone getting off of work? Like, who's kind of running the show, who has a lot of pushback, what are, you know, I will occasionally get parents like side emailing me about the other one being like, hey, do you mind reminding him or her this, da, 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 or like, I'm really sorry about the tone there. Like, we've been really stressed out about this and I totally get it, whatever. Um, and I find that I think a lot of parents, and maybe this will be relatable to a lot of you, I find that a lot of parents who otherwise feel very aligned as partners 
before they have kids are surprised with how differently they want to do things when the baby arrives naturally right because we're all raised very differently um and the reason i actually realized this initially was my own experience and i've i'm fortunate that my husband and i even though like optically it might seem like we had different childhoods like philosophically our parents parented pretty similarly right there was a lot of the like structure and boundaries and kind of just like the way they spoke to us and raised us was pretty similar which has been a really positive thing for us as parents and that's not always the case especially if you marry someone who had a very different maybe they were from another country like the, i find the cultural stuff can be really challenging um or like religion or just just the way their parents were so i would strongly suggest if you are expecting your first or you honestly if you just had a baby because this stuff isn't necessarily going to come up you know in the first few weeks of life um talk about like what your philosophies and your parenting styles are like and you know this is can be the bigger stuff like you attended private school i attended public like where would we want to send our kid does that matter to you like do you care a lot about the type of school they go to like how do you feel about i don't know there's a million things there are things you can talk about that are very immediate like who do you think should be in the room when the baby is born spoiler this is uh this is one of those cases where um mom gets the final say sorry guys but uh it's it's her vagina on the table it's her uh you know the contents of her abdomen on the table if that's if it's a c-section so you actually don't get as much of a say here i'm going to say that delicately but it would be good for you to at least uh give your opinion and see what she thinks about it. Um, that's a conversation to have before she's six centimeters dilated. Um, and if you're gonna have visitors, like what do you guys want that to look like, right? Maybe your family's out of town or or they're local and they're gonna come over when the baby arrives. Talk about what that's gonna look like. Like, do we want mother and mother-in-law to be here for two weeks? Do we not want, want, do we want no one for the first two weeks, right? Who is going to handle the tough conversations, right? If we have visitors and they're vocal and disagreeing about how we're handling stuff, right? They think that the baby's hungry, they think the baby's tired, and we don't think so, how are we gonna handle it, right? And I think a lot of times here, we need dad to to step up a little bit, maybe in areas where mom previously before has been kind of the one running the show with these sorts of things. Um, and just even what role do we think each parent is gonna have in the baby's life, right? If there is parental leave going on, um, who's going to be taking care of that? Who's going to be responsible for what, right? Who's going to manage uh, when the diapers run out? Who's in charge of knowing that? Who's in charge of buying more? Um, one book I would actually strongly suggest every couple get is called Fair Play. And one of the coolest, um, I'm just going off on a tangent now, but one of the coolest concepts in Fair Play that I love um, and Emily Oster talks about it a little bit as well in The Family Firm, which is another book I recommend, but not until your kids are like entering late preschool kindergarten age. And it really talks about, it, I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, in Fair Play, one of the things they say, and I think if you're listening to this as the kind of primary caregiver person, the mom often, um, is that when one of the partners in a relationship with kids takes over responsibility, in order for it to really work, properly they have to take the whole thing so the example is like if you say mom to your husband we're both working we're both doing all this blah 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 i need you to be in charge of the pediatrician or could you be in charge of the pediatrician that doesn't just mean mom books the appointment mom sends the forms mom has the relationship but when it's time to go dad puts them in the car and takes them no it means literally like 
I am no longer involved in the pediatrician. If you don't like what the pediatrician is doing, you can get a second opinion. If they refer to a specialist, you call the specialist. You know when the appointments need to be booked. You need when they need to go get their flu vaccine or whatever, right? It's basically transferring a whole piece to the other parent to release some of that mental load. A little bit of a tangent, but that's what I mean about having these conversations. Like, who's going to handle it, right? Um, when the baby is coming, gentlemen, be your wife's advocate. As a birthing mom, she is in one of the most vulnerable places of her life, right? If you notice that a nurse is speaking to her in a way that you find to be offensive, you can tell that your wife is offended. Don't wait for her to tell you. Go to the charge nurse and say, hey, Patrice is not the best. Um, not speaking from personal experience, had a nurse named Patrice. Alex actually was not there because this is when I was on bed rest briefly. And I was like, I'm not taking it, Patrice. You are being a, a BITCH, and um, it wasn't great. Be her advocate, okay? Go find people to help her. Bring her stuff. Ask how she's doing. Intervene. Notice when she is frustrated. I think, I think it's really hard. It, you know, you, you don't get it. You're not the person giving birth. But it's really hard in those moments sometimes to speak up for yourself. You're very vulnerable. You're in a lot of pain. There is, you know, hormones surging through you. And if you think something's off, go handle it for her, right? If she's not being heard, you hear her, take care of it. And gatekeep visitors. This is a huge one too, in, especially if it's like labor and delivery, whatever. And I think in general, as new parents, you have to kind of prepare for your perception of what life is going to be like in those moments to be different from what you expected. It might be exactly the same. You might have been like, I want my mom in the room when I'm having the baby. And that is what you want. You might get in there and get the Pitocin going or whatever. And you're like, absolutely no one is coming in here. And that is fine. Dad, you're going to go outside and tell grandma, we love you so much, but she's, she's unwell. She's unwell. She's, uh, she's on the Pitocin and she, she don't want to see you. And that's okay. You're going to be in charge of that. So once the baby arrives, baby is here. One thing, if you're my client, you've heard me beat you over the head with this. It's like one of my favorite phrases. Everyone has to be able to do everything. Literally, everyone has to be able to do everything. Jump in right away, dad. Jump in like the day baby arrives. Learn how to wash bottles. Learn how to change diapers. Learn how to swaddle. Learn how to put a passy in. Learn all of the things, especially if the mom is nursing. And nursing is a significant amount of her time every single day day after day after day especially in the newborn stage it's at night after night as well so having someone else who can do other things is a huge weight off right if you know how to charge the pump and clean the pump pieces so she can pump and then feed and then nurse and she's triple feeding it, it's a whole thing it's going to be huge and beyond it just being a huge support for the mom in those early days and weeks. Um, so much of dads just being confident, confident, excuse me, and being able to manage the baby's life is just getting in the reps, right? Like the more you do something, the easier it becomes, right? And there is gonna, the day is gonna come. It might be when the baby is three weeks old. It might be when the baby is, you know, two years old, whatever it's going on in your family. But at some point, mom's gonna go out and dad's gonna be home with the baby. And if he does not know how to change a diaper or feed a bottle, it, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty. Mom is going to be stressed. There's going to be a lot of text messages out on the table. On the, you know, She's trying to have her Chianti and you are blowing up her phone. Okay, We don't want that. So getting in the reps. And the truth is, too, if you have an older baby or a toddler, you know this. The more those routines get set in stone, 
the more baby gets used to them and then it becomes harder for them to accept somebody new coming in, right? I have clients all the time, especially if they've been nursing, but even bottle fed sometimes where no one has ever put them down except mom for like months and months and months. So naturally, not only is dad stepping in challenging just because he hasn't done it before and it's something new, but baby is like a WTF, absolutely not. Where's that woman and her boob? Um, Who are you, strange man? Get out of here. And they're like, super pissed about it so having some structure where you're alternating who's doing a lot of the the caregiving is going to be a win for literally everyone in the family um the other thing i will say in closing making this a short and sweet one in closing in those early weeks guys and you know i guess this goes for for all of it but especially when she's in that stage where we're like we're still wearing adult underwear we are you know things are things are rocky in in every way shape and form don't wait for her to tell you what she needs. She's exhausted. Don't just assume that if she needs you to do something, she's going to tell you. She might not literally have the energy to think of what she needs. So what I would suggest is is you suggest a few options for her because what she needs might be different from what you expect that she needs. So instead of saying like, are you good? Do you need anything? And she's just going to like stare at you with a blank stare like, uh, I've been awake for 72 hours. Instead, say something like, hey, I could either take the baby out for a walk. So you have time alone. If you want to sleep, take a shower, whatever you need to do. Or I could just clean up around the house. I noticed that the laundry is piling up. I could do the laundry and unload the dishwasher and just give you some peace. If you want to be alone with the baby, maybe there's been some visitors and she like hasn't gotten to hold her own baby in a, a hot minute. Or what do you think about me ordering your favorite XYZ takeout and teeing up, you know, painkiller on netflix i I actually probably i would probably not watch painkiller two weeks after giving birth that sounds do you know i'm scratch that maybe maybe real housewives selling sunset something like that any of those appealing to you sweetie right we're giving her some ideas i can take the baby for you i can leave you alone with the baby i can order you some amazing food whatever give her some things to pick from and just notice what needs to get done don't wait for her to say hey did you unload the dishwasher she is in bed wearing an adult diaper. Go go unload the fucking dishwasher, you know? All right. Those are my thoughts. I hope it was helpful. Um, hope you guys have a great week. I am recording in just a few hours now with a new guest, Jessica Schlatter, and we are going to be talking all about postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, the baby blues, postpartum mental health, all the things. She is a clinical psychologist. So that episode will most likely be out next week. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. So until then, have a great week. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it. So make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneysheehansleep.